Welcome to the show. Before we get started, we have some uh, new additions to the FPP lineup. Mr. Owen McCafferty is going to be on the next few upcoming shows. Both Owen and I are uh, great home movie enthusiasts. Uh, shooting both 8mm and Super 8 film. And Owen is responsible for igniting the idea of bringing back regular 8mm film and home processing your own regular 8 black and white as well as Super 8 black and white and ectochrome. This greatly brings down the cost. I mean, that's the whole thing, cost of shooting home movies on film. And we're trying to bring down those costs so it makes sense for you folks at home to go out and shoot home movies on film and do it yourself. FPP listeners will, uh, of course, recognize Joby, Joseph Brunges. He is joining us today in a few minutes, as well as the rest of the gang. Matt Marash is not present. He could not make it this time. He will be back in the coming weeks. And our super special guest, super special, Mr. Ethan Moses. He and his company, Camera Dactyl, are bringing a 3D printed 4x5 camera to the market. It's already available, as well as other various fun stuff like grips, 3D printed grips for your 35mm SLR. And we're going to be talking about that as well. We'll be right back. A brand new outboard motor. Adventure ahead. Only seconds to take this wonderful picture. But that's time enough for Mom and her new Ansco Cadet. The A-plus snapshot camera from Ansco that's always ready when you are. Hasn't this happened to you? You see a great picture like this, but it's gone before you can focus your camera. But not with the Cadet. You just set this pointer, look through the picture window viewfinder, and it's yours, in color or black and white. No focusing, no dials, no nonsense. No need to pass up those night shots either. Just clip on the cadet flash unit and you've got it, just as you saw it. The complete cadet camera outfit. Everything you need for easy picture taking is yours for only $11.95. Whether it's color films, black and white films, cameras, or projectors, if it's from Ansco, you know it's A+. Okay, so hey, my name is Michael Rosso. This is the Film Photography Podcast, and today we're accomplishing a all, all, all <laughs> sorry all new a new technological experience of having many people around the table. Really, this is unbelievable. Seven. It's okay. Yeah. That's like three more than usual. So with us is Leslie Lazenby. Hello, my beautiful lovelies. Owen McCafferty. Guten Tag. Mark O'Brien. Hey there. John Fideli. Dadu. Uh, Mr. Joseph Brunges. Hello. A.K.A. Joby. That's me. Okay, I just want people at home to know. Like, you're Joby yes. to us. Yes. For a while, I was uh, calling you Brungy. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> but then the Joby stuck. Right. That's your... I drive the Brunchmobile. <laughs> it was a Brunchmobile. And, and, and Matt said I brunch things up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to say, I'd be like, I'd, I'd turn to Matt, I'd be like... That brunch mobile is going to be like rolling in any second. <laughs> and it was to me, it was like a Beverly Hillbillies kind of thing. Oh. Where like all the stuff piled up. Grandma's on a rocket. 
Oh, yeah. tripods and lenses <laughs> falling out the back. And we have an empty chair for Mark Dalzell. It's, it's a wooden chair. <laughs> and there's no in the seat. And there's no microphone. <laughs> He'll just guy, talk away and not even notice. The last guy gets the wooden chair. That's right. And John has his mic. <laughs> and I'm using Mark's mic. His mic has a gold... This is the sound of me licking your mic, Mark. <laughs> it, <laughs> Mark has a gold-plated mic head on his mic. Super special guest, uh, Mr. Ethan Moses. Hello. Hey, welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Ethan is a native New Yorker who now lives in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh. Booyah! Wow! <laughs> Booyah! Wow! Uh, he is the inventor of the Camerodactyl OG. That's a the 3D printed large format camera. He does all sorts of shit over there. He makes butter. <laughs> he makes, it's a butter container. Yes, he makes lovely. Makes butter. You make super grips. You make grips. So we're going to talk about all this stuff. Matt had one of his cameras out in California, right? He did. Yes. Part of this camera. Yes, this camera right oh, here. There it is. Um, How'd that get there? I think we're okay on audio. <laughs> the problem is the, the zoom mic, like the, the actual display, like, you know, it goes dark. So I can't really see it uh, because there's not enough light here. Holy <gasps> shit. Uh, so welcome, everybody. Welcome, everyone that's listening. Uh, and I think we should open up talking to uh, to Mr. Ethan Moses because you are the guest. I'm so thrilled you're here. Thank you. I am thrilled, people at home, seriously. Like when new people come in, I'm like really nervous because I'm not nervous for me. I'm nervous for them, you know, because not everyone is as cool as Ethan is. Medium cool at best. He came in. As soon as I saw his face, I knew. I'm like, this guy is okay. Yeah. Uh, so um, did I get everything right about the intro? Yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, good, good, good. Now I know, Joby, you probably have a lot of questions. Yes, I've, I've had. Just take the take the mic from yeah, John. I've tilted it up a little bit. I had the last half hour or so to kind of play with your camera, and I, um, this is a lens that Mike sent you to put on it. So I had to first figure out how to work his lens because it had EV numbers on it, and I got confused. But I guess what inspired you to make something like this? I mean, I remember a number of years ago there was. Uh, People made something called the travel wide. Is that mm. kind of? I remember having problems. People were having trouble with the helical mount and things like that. So um, tell us a little bit about what made you want to make this. Like, how did you how did you come up with the idea to, like to even create such a thing? And that's not even mentioning the fact that people that do intense three D work. I think people at home that buy these things think they just come out of the mold like that. There's polishing involved. There's trimming involved. You're talking about time, Leslie Lesenby. How long does it take to make one? Yeah, I think this camera takes about 45 hours to come off and maybe an hour to assemble and, and get working and, well. And finished? Yeah, so it might take another two or three hours. 50 hours, roughly. Me. Yeah, but I mean, I got 12 robots in my back room making them. So, you know, I, I spend the hour doing the assembly. And a Is couple that what you call those young kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really legit. Yep. Yeah, so I, I started, um, I make things for a living, like uh, industrial electronics and things like that, and I had a 3D printer for a different project sitting on my desk a little bit uh, around this time last year, and I have always used cameras, uh, I, I have quite a lot of them, and I started making like a fold-up 4x5, like a, based on a Deerdorf, and that was like a 140-hour print, which took me three months to figure out how to get everything together. 
Yeah. Uh, just, but I only had one printer, so I would like you know come up with something and print it out, and then twelve hours later I could measure it and say, hey, this this stinks, and make some changes. And so that took me a long time until I had about four printers for prototyping, and then I ran this Kickstarter. It was medium successful at best, uh, which kept me busy for like a, a month and a half, just printing them oh, wow. uh, all day, every day, running. 10 printers for 24 hours a day. And, uh, yeah, I do not want to sell too many of them after that. Uh, <laughs> I feel like, you know, if I if I charged a reasonable amount of money for how long it took to put them together and fold all the bellows, uh, you'd be better off going buying a Bush Pressman D. Great uh, camera. Uh, <laughs> is my head. I, I started making grips and other, like, little simple accessories just uh, – to keep the 3D printing biz afloat while I prototype some more complicated things I'd like to make. And somebody asked me for basically like one of these for a Schneider uh, Super Angulon XL 47 millimeter lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, like, ah, I don't know, you know, it's, it seems like a lot of work. Yeah, I think you can make them pretty cheap after the first one, but the first one might be like 10 grand worth of time. And so I like hemmed and hawed and went away for. I don't know, a week or two, and then I had some free time and kind of couldn't help myself. Um, I do know about the travel wide. Uh, my grandpa was a World War II photographer and spent a lot of time with like aerial mapping cameras, which I think Whoa, the travel map wide was uh, based on. Um, yeah, like a cone, a fixed cone. To have. Sure, yeah. Like I think you can see pictures of like Dorothy Lang and a lot of the FSA photographers with like five by seven sheets and rolls. And so those all sort of played into it. I, obviously, I knew about the travel wide. It had a lot of issues with, um, you know, we think of plastic as sort of like waterproof, right? But it, it still absorbs water um, kind of like a sponge on a, on a microscopic level. And it, it swells and shrinks. And so, you know, the trade-off is do you have a really tight helix that has no wobble or do you have a, um, you know, a loose helix that won't bind and... So I, I remedied a little bit of you know what what was going on back then by having an adjustable uh, tension focus ring, so so you, <laughs> you can always make it um, a little tighter or a little looser. In fact, you know I have shipped them overseas. I'm in a high desert where it is dry and has been pretty cool uh, in the winter time. It's like at five thousand feet, and then they'll get to say. Taipei, where it is 90 degrees and 90% humidity, and they'll say, hey, the focus ring doesn't work, but at least on mine, there's eight screws you can remove and then put it back together, and it will work. So, And, and for folks listening at home, we're talking about a 3D-printed 4x5 camera that you purchase your lens separately, and you would tell Ethan via email what lens you have, so he'll modify the camera so that it will work, I guess, from a technical perspective. We talk about travel wide, so that was a few two, three, four years ago. There was a th- that was three D printed as well. No, it wasn't. And actually, this is why I'm so impressed with them is that um, they injection molded all. Okay. So they may have three D printed the first master, but I think you know this was almost ten years ago. Oh, was it? Maybe it was ago. that I, long ago. Uh, I'm not good with dates. Do you know those guys? I don't know them. I would love to meet them. I know their work. I'm. Very impressed with okay. it. Are um, they still doing things, or they have, well, have they been beat down by Kickstarter supporters who have yeah. literally stormed their castle with torches and beat them with the torches while lit? 
I've never talked to them personally, but you know what they did was I think really impressive, which was on a small scale they injection molded all of these things, right? So you could only get um, cones that would fit two different lenses, and I think that was the thing to do back then. It was like highly aggressive to say, you know, we're going to make five thousand of these things and just have them made at, at you know an injection molder is no joke. It's not something I set up in my back room, um, and I think. It didn't give them the ability to, to tweak every camera, right? I right. try not to do a custom uh, job, but I will take just about right. any lens and build right. a lens cone for it. Yeah, and kind of if a piece comes out bad, you know, I just print another one. What do you have kind of recommended focal lengths? Like you're thinking more on the wide side, or yeah, so the longest you put on one. So the length of the body, uh, because it doesn't have a bellows, is determined by um, it's the, infl- the infinity flange focal distance of the lens, which um, you know, on like a Nikon or a Canon, would be a set flange focal distance depending upon you know wh- whatever that lens mount is. Uh, large format cameras traditionally were not um, you know limited in this way. You could have a 150 millimeter lens that focused at uh, 170 millimeters or one that focused it at 140, depending upon however they wanted to design it. And so depending upon the lens and depending upon uh, its focal length as well, like the, the manufacturer and the focal length, the, these cameras can get like pretty huge. Um, I've made a pretty big one for I think up to like a 203 millimeter lens once. Uh, but generally, you know, the most popular ones are like 135, 127, or a 90. Um, I've made them down to 47 millimeters. They get, you know, kind of pancakey at that point. Well, um, one of the things I really like about it is that um, most of you know that I have a Razzle, which is this old Polaroid 900 that's converted to shoot 4x5, and the thing is just a beast that's heavy, and, mm-hmm. and holding this thing is so light. And it's, uh, you have a ground glass on here, but I imagine that most people or kind of street shooting with using a viewfinder and, and kind of guessing focus. <clears throat> yeah, so it's it's got a tripod mount and a ground glass. Uh, the ground glass, as I use it, I just use it to calibrate. You know, I use like little marker ticks up here, um, and I scale focus it. But few people break out the you know focusing cloth and use it that way. But there's no swings and tilts, so you know I think real landscape folk are not using it a ton, but a lot of street people are. Well, the larger the format, the less depth of field you get at, right. at any uh, given aperture, and that's that's one of the hard things about you know making something this big is that you have to try to compensate for that by stopping it down a long way, so you need lots of light. This is you know if you're street shooting, it's an outdoor camera, it's not an indoor camera. Mm. Uh, I have a hard time shooting my Razzle inside because the viewfinder is kind of a, kind of dim. Uh, I like the way the ground glass is you know just it's held in place with just enough tension so that I can get a holder in and out really fast. I like that you've got a nice, the grip I've been holding, everybody standing here looking at me, holding this grip, just kind of squeezing it. This grip feels really great. I have big hands, it feels really great in the hand. And it has a nice hole in it so you can get your um, cable release in so you can shoot. My Razzles is on the left side, so it's nice to have it actually be on the right side of the camera. It looks like one of the old Polaroid fixed the pack fixed cameras. Yeah, yeah. Not, I have one of these on my mantle at home. Yeah, yeah, it's like the same size. For folks listening at home, I do want to give. A, so, how did this all come to be? So, Matt, that's why you know, Ethan. <laughs> I tell you, I liked you from the beginning. I'm like, this is an awesome guy. Matt kind of trashed it from the perspective of a 3D, like, oh, another 3D. Because Matt is a super large format shooter, I'm and a you know, skeptic of like, uh, I'm tired of this stuff. But you took the right approach. You, you sent an email like, hey, you know, 
I want to prove you guys wrong. I want to send you a camera so you guys can shoot with it so you can see that this thing is pretty awesome because it's your baby. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you did, and we shot with it. We got some great shots with it. Matt had a borrowed lens, uh, so after San Clemente, the Padea we were at, I took the camera back to New Jersey, no lens. I found the Polaroid lens and then contacted you, sent it to Ethan, and then you refit it for this specific lens. And what you would do, I guess, once you got your own individual camera, you would use the ground glass and set distances by marking them on. Exactly. You would, if you were street shooting, you would not need the ground glass in order to get a uh, zone-focused type of... You know, you could even put, you know, blow, two blokes in a mountain. There you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. This camera, are you um, making this camera as a gateway camera for people to try large format? Um, a little bit of both, right? So I, I understand that uh, 4x5 is not just like a film you pick up at the drugstore. It's a lifestyle change. Uh, you got to have, you know, someplace to develop it or, or some tanks and some chemistry. Uh, you got to go buy a lens. It's... You know, I would say it's split between people who want to try 4x5 for the first time or there's a bunch of people still shooting some peel-apart 4x5 Polaroids with it. Oh. People like me who have maybe shot 4x5 or 8x10 for 10, 20 years. And then, you know, uh, even a speed graphic is fun, but it's not super fun to shoot stuff on the street or things moving around. Grab and go. That Polaroid back for the pack film, or is it too tight? I didn't try. I brought mine with me, but I didn't try. The five four five I. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I I have not shot any Polaroid with it, but uh, Matt sent me some real nice pictures from it. Um, yeah, I, I I take it backpacking a lot, where I would like swings and tilts, but also you know if I'm out for four or five days, I uh, I don't really want to carry all that stuff, and this you can just throw in your bag without a without a bag or anything around it. I've been shooting a lot with it backpacking, and it is not much bigger and a lot lighter than my Nikon F2. Yeah, this much, is, much this more is I mean, I have a, a Chamonix 4x5 that's only three and a half pounds, and this is you know, very similar to that. And it, it's it's just so compact and small. And, yeah, I think uh, that should be around two pounds and seven ounces with the lens. You ought to put uh, neck strap lugs on it. You know, this is something I have been I have been thinking about. What other colors does it come in? <laughs> Uh, it comes in just about any colors, including glow-in-the-dark, although I would not recommend it for fogging your film. I sell limited <laughs> numbers of things in glow-in-the-dark. Um, I do color change, like pink to purple and green to yellow. Um, usually I just print them in you know, one accent color, and, and the parts that are black are black. I thought uh, you were going to say it comes in any color you want as long as it's black. No. It's a Henry Ford quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, so a lot of people have come to really dig that my cameras are all sorts of crazy colors. Um, I got into that just because I was buying whatever the deal of the day was on Amazon when I ran out of uh, plastic and kind of <laughs> just rolled with it. And now, um, yeah, and I, I get a lot of orders that are just all black everything, but then I get, you know, like hot pink and, yeah. and silver. Hot pink. Now, do you have a, a, a you know, a... Um, an array of 3D printers. Do you have like 3D printer central? Do you have a room, a 3D room? Yeah, I talked to my girlfriend about this. Uh, Aren't all rooms yeah. 3D? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, <laughs> the 3D room. I have 12 3D printers right now. Um, two What's of all them this junk? Are, well, you know, one needs to be uh, assembled and one is needs to be more disassembled and uh, about 10 of them are running. Um, 
Yeah. You have to have any sort of special ventilation for the room that they they run in, or yes, that's best. <laughs> oh, uh, it depends what plastic you're using. It's always best to have some ventilation. It sounds like a good time. ABS smells like you're about to die. Okay. Um, I, I don't like mm. printing in that, but uh, PETG and PLA has has 3D printing quote unquote come a long way in the last ten years. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, has uh, it been ten years? At least, yeah. At oh, least, God. at least. I feel like it. Um, it's really. It's come a long way, and mostly it's come down in price, right, because of cell phones, because of uh, the ability to buy electronics from China for basically nothing. A 3D printer is now you can get a decent one for about 200 bucks. You can get a bad one for 90 bucks and make it work with a little bit of time. You know, I'm really excited about one day. There's still about $100,000. They have metal 3D printers that use a laser to center well, a, a mm-hmm. metal That would fix the Kodak place. XL cameras, metal printer. Oh, really? Sure would. You can make a part for the part that's broken. Yeah. A Kodak XL camera is a series of Kodak Super 8 cameras that came out in the late 70s. Mid to late 70s. And uh, there's a notorious gear yeah. that Motor just gear. breaks. Mm-hmm. And every single model. Okay, so we have, a, we have a, a job we're going to talk right. about. <laughs> okay, I, I think that's probably not a 3D printing job so much as a lathe or a mill job. I mean, how many of them do you need? Well... They probably made two million cameras. How big so is the part? Started now. It's a, gear, it's, a, it's a gear that's about that big. Uh-huh. Do you have one? No, I don't. You'd have to take it apart. The problem is, like, the minute you pick it up, that that gear mm-hmm. will disintegrate. What? Yeah. What if you had them done in aluminum? Would that be the best? The aluminum or maybe even brass. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to take the camera apart? Yes. To look at the gear, yeah. Okay. Is this a good camera? It is the best Kodak Super 8 camera they ever made. Uh, what has reaction been? Like, t- tell us about... First of all, the reception to what you were doing, the hate mail you received from like traditional cr- old crusty oh, large format photographers like Matt Mirage. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's not old, by the way. Uh, he is crusty. And did you get any? Stop it! What are you doing with that I am. butter? <laughs> I am. She wants butter. What, what was the reaction to your, you know? Uh, it's it's been mixed, but it's been surprisingly a lot of reaction. Um, you know, so I made the first camera, just this little folding camera for myself, and then I thought, like, ah, oh, I, I could probably sell a bunch of these. People would like them. Um, and then, you know, I didn't sell a million of them on Kickstarter, but I sold, like, four or five times as many as I thought I would, which was great, although it took me forever to fill those orders. Yeah, so I think people were into that. I got a lot of press and then i started making these grips which uh like when you put a hot pink grip on a leica m something people get real angry but uh, <laughs> uh, That's no but yeah. Doing Leica. yeah yeah i think uh there was some petapixel article where there was a lot of like go kill yourselves <laughs> to, to me <laughs> people are mean aren't they the, worst. the thing is like for every two go kill yourselves i sold like three or four grips and so i like felt like press is good okay press. yeah this yeah. I, I could take that it's pretty good yeah people have been really digging this camera i don't think it offends too many people because it doesn't attach to whatever but you know hopefully my next invention will will, will tickle some does people it come in the with a place. warranty no you know i haven't had to have like a no problems so official far. warranty i think Nobody yet has gotten one that's broken, although they've, I think in a couple hundred grips, I've shipped one or two that have broken in the mail sure. and I just replaced them, but um, yeah. As it looks to me, it looks like the only thing that's, that would even possibly wear out over time would be the rubber band, the mm-hmm. you know, rubber bands holding the ground glass on the back. Is that something that's 
readily available or something that you could supply extra ones for or what's uh yes and yes for like five bucks i buy a hundred foot roll of elastic cord yeah. uh, on the original camera i used rubber bands and those wore out pretty uh frequently and were not as uh really tight mm-hmm. as this guy but, <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry i just can't i can't wait oh, for no. mark to get here <laughs> he has no mic <laughs> joby has his mic <laughs> he has a little folding chair Time to wake this show up. He's just going to be like, get out of my chair. He's going to say, no, Mark will just... No, get the mic. Talking to the mic. He'll just hang his head and just look accepting while wishing your death internally. But he'll be thinking of revenge, right? Oh, my God. He'll be the one commenting, go die, on the FBP page. He'll be like, okay, no, it's fine. It's all right. Whatever. (laughs) Okay. Go kill yourself. (laughs) Did you receive any emails from Matt or or just you heard it on the show? Yeah, well, so I'm I'm a regular. Those were the ones the telling show. him to kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you, you and Matt were were not uh, mean emailers. Yeah, no, I, I was a regular listener of the show. I think my favorite show to date is the Sam Sherman episode. Oh, Somebody really? loves Sam. Oh, you, uh, you should introduce them, Mike. Wow, give him his phone number. I, yeah, I, I sent you a letter. I don't. I mean, this was like well before any of this camera business or about like, Sam Sherman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this was well after the Sam. I listened to things like three months late. What do you um, like about those episodes? Well, there's a lot that was very familiar to me about Sam. Um, I think. <laughs> yes, I remember your letter. Yeah, he grew up in the Bronx. I mean, he grew up maybe 50 years before me or or more. Uh, he went to my high school. He had a lot. He went of, to your high school. Yeah. Yeah, he had it following like, in his footsteps. Yeah, well, except for the like Hollywood success or any success. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean there, there was a lot that really reminded me a lot about you know my grandparents and the people I grew up around and like um, out in the desert. It was very like special for me to hear. Like even, the second I that heard his voice, it was like being back in Brooklyn and Queens in the Bronx. Okay, so. so you did you know of all those haunts that he used to visit based upon your family's? Some of them, not. I mean, like there were places that he mentioned that must have been gone by the time I was like. Did you to. know Sam Sherman was a filmmaker? Did you know? I mean, did you know who he was before you heard him? No. Oh, okay. No, I. I mean, I did a deep dive after those like two or three episodes. Um, yeah, they were. I mean, it brought back memories of like being in high school and going to buy cameras and like you know there used to be in two thousand, let's say two thousand more camera stores in New York than there are in the entire country now. I remember there was like some deal on a Nikon FM10 somewhere and I went with my friend to go buy one for this photo class we were in and the the guy was like, "Do you want the pro version?" And right. He, you know, he's like the pro version. All right, buddy. What what is the pro version? He goes, "It's more pro." Typical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was uh kind of like the days of funny salesmen and things that I missed that Sam brought back. Yeah, so you caught the tail end before like the amazing digital de-evolution. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which is what it is, by it the is way. A Sorry, everybody who's listening yeah. who shoots digital professionally. Uh, it's a de-evolution. Can't all be perfect. It's not as good. Mark's here. I'm gonna go. Fetch. It's pretty nice. Oh, oh I should be ready with the camera. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay. Fired up, buddy. You right. guys so should I, do some more of those. Though. You think so? I, I mean, I like. I've listened to I don't know like a hundred of these. Okay. Sam Sherman is by far. Like, I mean, it's very personal to me. But yeah. Wow. What did I tell you, Mike? We talked about this the other day. I think we should do another another Sam Sherman marathon. <laughs> yeah. I shared it with a bunch of my friends, um, and what they got from it was like they all loved it. What they got from it was totally different, right? So I came to it. I think 
I had missed that episode in the lineup, and a friend of mine, we were talking about like Kievs, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta listen to the Sam Sherman episode." And like, I came in and I got all of this old New York stuff, but then um, my buddy Eric, who's like a cinematographer, listened to it and was like, "Oh, this <laughs> this Los Angeles stuff is amazing." Oh, the uh, LA stuff. He's just yeah. like lived fifty lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does We're something on. like this camera that we've got here run? Well, would you buy this camera for $500 <laughs> today? Only, uh, no, so I've been selling them for. We want a quote on the professional model. Oh, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, pro pink, pink custom suitcase. Pro the pro model, which yes. is hot pink and <laughs> blue, is $200. Uh, and I don't charge anything extra to make a custom nose cone for your nose, mm-hmm. um, for your lens, but not your nose. Uh, but it will take an extra week, generally, depending upon my schedule. It takes a few hours to make a nose cone. Well, I applaud anybody who's making cameras like this because all of our goals are to keep people shooting film, getting people interested in film, and, and large format especially is something that's slowly dying out and so getting more and more people interested in it and 4x5 is definitely the gateway drug <laughs> of, for, of large format and so getting a camera like this is and seeing that resolution seeing the depth of field is something that's definitely going to encourage people to go further get it, getting a, a rail, monorail camera or a field camera I mean this is this is a great starter for people and it's a great street like we said before a great street camera that you can use in place of your crown graphic or these, these other cameras that are dying because the parts are missing lighter Yes, a heck of a lot lighter. Here he comes. He's, he's, pulling, the, he's pulling the Fideli. It's, yeah, he's a it's the stop and chat. He likes to talk, yeah. I hate the stop and chat. I'm going to put uh, the marks closer air. to you, John. Oh, no, Joe. No, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> now he's Joe. <laughs> Soon it'll just be Joe. <laughs> yeah. It'll be Mud, Jay. Just can you, uh, oh, with that camera, can you, um, you? put a, a cold shoe on there so you put a flash and attach it to the, to the uh, shutter? Yes, so it's oh. got three cold shoes on the top. Oh, does it? Uh, oh, I didn't oh. see them. Okay, cool. One of those oh, finders, right. you know, the finders. I just thought they indentations. Mm-hmm. Come out and yeah. stick with oh, them. everything's oh, a cold oh, shoe. Oh, yeah. oh, very cool. So I, I usually right. use mine with a light meter that I made and um, one of those, like, I think it's like a Prazia uh, non-coupled range finder oh, okay. I bought for 30 bucks on Craigslist, which I never use, but I like having there. Yeah. There he is, Mark Dowdell. Hi, Mark. Last guy gets out. It's got splinters no. in the chair, Mark. Fine. <laughs> hey, Mark. Oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, it's going great. Who is that? It's Mike. It's your dad. It's Christmas, <laughs> 1990. Oh, what did boy. I miss? What did you do? do you Not much. Even rolling? Uh, yeah, you I call would, yourself I would, a cinematographer. Would, would test. Would, yeah, I take the cartridge out. Well, thank out. you so oh, much for that segment. So now, back to... Uh, oh, uh, no. <laughs> thank you, Leslie. Run dead air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got his like bowling shirt on. We were going to put you at the kids' table. I was going to say, we were going to put you at the kids' table, but... We could bring the cart table out. Yeah. Welcome, Mark Delzo. Oh, thanks. Mark, i got to tell you, I always praise Mark. I always do. I really do. You're a real sport. I thought for sure you were going to throw a friggin' fit. See that John's using your gold-plated microphone, A. See that you're sitting in a folding chair. And then just leave. Like, basically just walk, <laughs> turn around and walk out. And take all the stuff. 
Yeah, I noticed back. she took all the stuff and then locked the door and didn't let me back in. <laughs> you like the stuff. Oh, well, welcome. That is my gold-plated microphone, though. Not anymore. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show, Mark Dalzell. Thank you. Uh, this is Mr. Ethan Moses, camera dactyl OG. Oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, this was a hit oh, in California. Cool. That uh, film Padilla. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the first camera that I made was like a folding 4x5, like a standard field camera. But if you think of like a Deerdorf as Legos, mine was sort of Duplos because everything. You know, it wasn't like a copy of a Deerdorf in terms of what it looked like, but it worked the same way uh, so long as, you know, it made out of plastic. Um, but those bellows took forever and ever and ever to fold. I spent like a month folding. Oh, my and, God. Um, I'm working on a laser cut 8x10, and when I put that out, I'll put out like a limited edition of the 4x5s. But I think for what for what goes into them, people should buy Bush Pressman D, America's mm-hmm. finest camera. You getting spiffs on that? Yeah, yeah really. Are you that. being sponsored? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, by the Bush Pressman Company. Yeah. 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 Oh, corporate shell. Mark D, what was the reaction? What was the f- fresh perspective? We're out in California. Matt was shooting with the car- uh, camera dactyl. I was going to say carrot dactyl. Yeah. <laughs> shooting with the camera dactyl. What was the reaction of people to the camera? Everyone seemed to hate it, like universally hated <laughs> it. No, everyone, I mean, everyone was fascinated by what, what's that camera Matt's got? Even when I got home and I posted pictures on Instagram, I got comments on my picture saying, what's that camera Matt's got in his hand? Like what is that? I'm it wasn't like, oh, go die. Was that's it? a that's a. I said, and I, uh, my response was, oh, that's a four by five point and shoot camera. And they were like, what? Like, yeah. Anyone have any questions for Ethan regarding any of his? Uh... Are your three D printers running right now as we speak? They are not. My girlfriend oh. would kill me. Ah, oh, you're giving her uh, some peace and quiet while you're gone. Yeah, she does not. Uh, she does not run the printers. Oh. you're not like going to go call her and say, listen. Push number three. <laughs> no. No, I've tried. It does not work very uh, well. <laughs> is there any way to make the body a, a brighter color, or are they just not light-tight if they're not black? Um, so there, <laughs> there are ways that I could make it uh, light-tight in other colors, but it's easiest to make it in black. Um, I've only been offering it in black, but, um, yeah, you know, I could do a few hours of painting and drying and sanding mm-hmm. and painting of the oh, inside. Well, yeah. um, but... Yeah, for now it's it's available in colored grips, focusing rings, and uh, focusing screens, and, and the rest. You can't do well. it in like a two tone color, like black on the inside and a different color on the outside. You could with slightly different printers, mm-hmm. uh, which I could build for not very much money, but then it might take a few hundred hours to print. Holy uh, crap! Switching between nozzles or switching between filaments on each layer. Um, I, I think, you know, spray paint where I use a lot of Plasti Dip in a lot of my projects yeah, is, is really nice. Spray paint the inside, I guess, mm-hmm. to make it mm-hmm. light tight. Mm-hmm. What is the name of your company? Uh, it's, <laughs> I've been calling it the Camera Dactyl Company. Yeah, yeah, I've just been calling it Camera Dactyl. I may live to regret that one. I just, you know, I had this one camera. I was like, oh, I need a company name. Oh, that is the company name. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, thing, I think, is to pick a nonsense name that one day you could trademark. Not that I'm ever going to trademark my... Two hundred camera camera company. I think it's a great name. It's a medium name. <laughs> a kid like it, like your kid would like it. Oh, oh God, camera dactyl. You want one, even yeah. though he has no idea what it is, yeah. just because of the name. It's a gateway camera. <laughs> yeah. Usually, well, your first instincts are good on these things when it comes to naming things. Thanks. So. But that's how I felt when I saw the whatever the, the My Little Pony bellows. Like immediately, I was like, Oh my God, I have to have one of those. Whatever that thing even is, 
It's so ridiculous. I want one. How do people find you? Um, they can find me at cameradactyl.com. That's C-A-M-E-R-A-D-A-C-T-Y-L.com. Or cameradactyl on Instagram or buttergrip on Instagram. Buttergrip. Buttergrip. Oh. So, wait. I didn't see what that There's was. Butter. Butter. What, is, what is that? It's the it's a butter container. container. You, put, you put butter in it? Yeah, well, it, uh, you can put five rolls of uh, your favorite 35-millimeter film in there. Or butter. Um, or two rolls of butter. <laughs> That's yeah. why I was confused. Yeah, so I, so I also make... It, and um, then put it in your fridge. Yeah. Will it fit Kerrygold? I also think it's a brilliant idea. Like, the whole, like, everyone knows butter. Right. It's kind of a funny name to, like, attribute to something else. The butter grip. Butter case, butter, butter like fingers. It's butter, yeah, I think it's awesome. Butter face. It's like it's like names so, people could automatically relate to. It's a bit of whimsy to butter. it. Yeah, and there's not too many camera companies already called butter something or other. Right. But, uh, so what uh, you say? You have a butter grip. So for any of my cameras or, or any of my Canons or Mark O'Brien's Nikon's, is a grip for it? Probably. I think I've got about 38 or 39 grip models, which fit almost 50 cameras on the site oh, now. Wow. Um, I'm slowly borrowing uh, camera collections from friends of mine oh. to model. Um, yeah, so they're just back in the day, you know, camera bodies were pretty uh, squared off, and then they added motor drives, and you had to have room for either batteries or mm-hmm. the, the motor, and then we got this ergonomic grip. Um, and then, you know, later on in digital cameras, we have like a battery compartment there. And so, um, you know, mine is just basically like a, a little plastic I n- bump. I need some accessories for uh, Super <laughs> oh, 8 Jesus. and regular 8. <laughs> so, like are be big sellers. <laughs> so, here, <laughs> so here's a brand new light. Mm-hmm. Brand new. Now, this Agfa Super 8 camera happens to have a cold shoe on top. Mm-hmm. But most cameras, like the Minolta or anything that's over there, it does not. But we all have tripod bottom so couldn't you invent <laughs> some kind of thing that came up that gave it a cold shoe a tripod mount cold shoe aka thing. bracket yeah. a butter bracket butter a butter bracket, bracket. yeah a butter bracket. A, bracket a butter bracket for a super eight or regular eight so that folks because this would be handy don't you think so this light which is a this is called a newer n-e-e-w-e-r-c-n-160 it's like an led panel it's a, yeah this is a panel you know, it's cheap, 20 bucks. You know what's funny? Wow. I sell guitar tuners from that same company. Oh, get out of New town. Year, yeah. Are you getting spiffs? No. <laughs> but come on down. You could order this? Can you, can you order this? I don't think so. Yeah, I think they actually make the tripod screws that go into my camera. But what, what if, well. yeah, but see, a lot of times they're on the bottom, and sometimes they don't have anything on the top. Right. A clip would be fantastic. Why don't you just... Clip oh. on hot shoe. Epoxy. Culture. A po- or just hot... hot Gorilla glue, oh, no, yeah. Gorilla glue or... Mm. Or um, cyanacrylate oh. glue and just but glue we, it on. People aren't going to want to, um, uh, what do you call it, destroy or some kind of bracket that when you put it on, oh. and then underneath the bracket would be the actual tripod. Sure. So that, you know, am I making any sense? What about yeah, yeah, like no, a. It'd be like a flash bracket for a still camera. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What about yeah. like a helmet with hot shoes? <laughs> yeah, really? Oh my God. The, the, hot, cam. Helmet. the hot helmet. I like that. Oh, that's great. I like that. But do you take. Do people email you with special requests? Yes. Yes. So um, sometimes they're really great. Sometimes I think they're really great, but they will never sell and I can't devote like a month to making them. And sometimes um, they're like the worst, worst ideas. Uh, one that was like the best uh, so far was somebody asked for those little uh, film box tab holders that go on the back of your camera to put either like, oh, right. the oh, right. 
35 millimeter box. Film reminder. 120, and I got it, and like, it's like, yeah, that's obviously that's a good idea. This won't take me too long to make, and so like by the next day, I had it on my store. I've been selling those. Those, That's great. On the back of a camera. Yeah, I mean, you can like use double-sided tape, or yeah. I just use epoxy, mm-hmm. or because it's not holding a lot of weight. Yeah. You like you, you like this camera, I can well, tell. What if it's yeah, a nice camera? What if you made a bracket that you could screw through this? Yes, that came out and up. That's exactly that's, what that's we what wanted to do. It's, it's like a flash a, bracket for. Yeah. No, 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 no. From the bottom, because every right. camera, right. regardless of its Super Eight or Regular Eight, has a. Except for some of the brownies. Yeah, you know that you can probably order them right now off from Dotline. What? That's oh, really? Brackets. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not inventing anything. No. Sorry, but you're it's not. It's just like a flash. <laughs> are you high right now? flash brackets for... <laughs> yeah. for but they're obsolete because no one has a cold shoe. No then one you ne- should be getting a good deal on them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you think they, have they a, are cold shoes. Maybe I should start be looking in those boxes of stuff that we get. But you, you know, know what? I did one the other it will not be as bracket. fun yeah. as Maybe doing a, a new product that's branded that has an uh-huh. a, a inverse molded... Uh, inverse embossed FPP. Oh, that's going to cost extra. Mike, how many, extra, Mike. How many people do you think have these Minolta? Uh, is that an eight millimeter? Camera? By the end of this year, <laughs> never stop my hundreds, before. tens and tens of people. <laughs> I sometimes can't help myself from working on like really um, obscure stuff. Yeah, things that I know that if I sold to a hundred percent of that camera's user, like I would sell fifty of them. Right. Uh, but I do oh, it that's anyway. That's a public service. Could you do an exclusive deal with FPP? Yeah, right what price? weird, obscure things do you never want to sell? <laughs> so oh, no, I'll be able to sell a ton of these. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Uh, you don't have a calipers here, do you? I don't even know what that is. Yeah. <laughs> a caliper? <laughs> I have a, that, that toy pony. <laughs> is that a ca- uh, It's a galloper. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's doable. The wheels are I working. Think, I think we can make one of these. Oh. Man. I need to make some measurements. You're going to be sitting on a gold yeah. mine, Mike. Yeah. Now, is there, would there be a specific... We're talking about Super 8 and Regulate again. <laughs> this is like It's going to be like the 2012 of the Polaroid. Like Every conversation just led to Polaroid. I'm just going to say the same thing, yeah. So we'll talk. Okay, yes. All right, that's great. Over pizza. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, when's pizza? Soon, 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 soon. Like literally what right now. It's you think, noon. Oh. All right, so how many slices? <laughs> All right, we'll see you in two weeks. Let's see how far in we are. Yeah, we could. This has been an hour. This in. has been your show. Hey, thank you. Oh, oh man. Thanks, guys. This is now, really uh, cool to be on like a real, real celebrity oh, yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm always shocked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, see, I'm used, so used to being beat down by Mark and John, uh-huh. making fun of my major award. No, we never <laughs> made fun of that. I, the, for the people <laughs> listening at home, I thought the award was fictitious. <laughs> it was real. sitting at my, uh, right. at my because chair. Because you didn't believe he actually could have won something, or because you didn't think it existed? No, I thought, I thought it was just getting <laughs> razzed. But see? No. No. see, that's why he made it into that gigantic belt buckle he's wearing right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, folks at home need to know uh, there's no this is not sponsored content. There's no such thing as sponsored content here. Bush Pressman D, the camera <laughs> exactly. of your dreams. There's no ads on the FPP website. By the way, I visit other sites everywhere. I can't take it. I, I do not want to go. B and H is the worst. <laughs> There's just ads all over the place. No, no. There's no ads here. Uh, this is all an organic. This is an organic relationship. It's great. Uh, is there anything we left out? 
Bush Pressman D. Oh. <laughs> now that's your favorite camera? No, I don't no. really like that camera. But he's I had got one, one for sale right now. No, I, <laughs> I, 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 I his sold it. eBay username but, is uh, yeah. <laughs> My eBay username is Bush Pressman D. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think this is like a four pie day? Four yeah. pie, yeah. Here in the pie. East Coast, pizza is called yeah. pizza pie. Now, what is the most culture shock for you being in Albuquerque, New Mexico? Is that even oh, in the man. U.S.? Is, if you coming say from, coming from some New people York. have uh, questioned it. Yeah, um, it's the food, man. It's uh, uh, <laughs> it's not great. So, like New Mexican food, I was like, yeah, I like New, I, I like Mexican food. It's right. good. But New Mexican food is like when people from Oklahoma came to mm. New Mexico and they were like, we can make this, no, but can't. without spices. <laughs> uh, yeah, but there's uh, no bagels, uh, no pizza, oh. no, oh, wow. like, no like Chinese food? food is just like one no thing pizza? instead of like a panopticon of delicious things. Uh, panopticon. Yeah. That's the word of the day. From, from every angle. I know for a fact that there's pizza because I remember that time in Breaking Bad when they threw a pizza on his roof. I make the best pizza in Albuquerque. My case. Oh my gosh. But I, I had a slice of pizza yesterday in Brooklyn and I thought, man, my pizza is terrible. Uh, no, Albuquerque's culinary scene. I, I'm going to maybe get in trouble from the three people in Albuquerque that I meet and then, then maybe we can become friends. But uh, no, I'm not a about? fan of the food in Albuquerque, but New Mexico is a excellent state. Everybody should it's go beautiful. visit it. It's beautiful. Just not okay. if you're hungry. Yeah. Or if yeah, you no, do yeah. not visit if you're hungry. Eat before yeah. you come. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, so what do you think? How many how many pie day is four this? Pie, four. You think four pie day? Are you yeah. getting the garbage pie? Absolutely. Okay. So then get five because you always run out of you always run out of pizza. You think so? Every single time we run out of pizza. Well, wait. I'm good for three. I'm three good slices. for three. I don't know what a garbage That's pie six. is. So one, two, three, four, five, it sounds six. pretty good so to me. Say what do you do? Two, three, two or three, two. depending on. So what let's just say three for everybody. Eight yeah, to a pizza. Have you cut your pizza? Four? That's five. Twelve People don't get greedy for, but if people are greedy, if, if the garbage pie goes <laughs> what do they over, say? people five. are the worst. Okay, so how? Let's take it home. So we need to get later. a garbage pie. What else? A regular pie. Pepperoni. Garbage pie. Sausage. Pepperoni. Pepperoni. Extra mutz. Extra mutz on the pepperoni. Hey, do you say mutz or mozzarella? No, of course. In not. Brooklyn. Garbage mozzarella. Uh, you don't say mutz at all. No. It's, it's a total sausage. New Jersey thing. I'm like, uh, maybe. I'm, a, sausage I'm like a yeah. Brooklyn Jew. Do you say <laughs> sausage and pepper? I say gabagool. Uh, you don't. Yeah. But you say it as a joke. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> don't encourage no. you. That's a ridiculous New Jersey it's a affectation. We're not doing a Hawaiian pizza, right? No. Yes. What? No. Hawaiian pizza was invented in Canada. I insist on Hawaiian. Uh, so we have garbage pie with anchovies. Oh, extra anchovies. One pepperoni, one regular pie, sausage and pepper. We've got one more. Are there any vegetarians here? Get more pepperonis. <laughs> and I don't even know that number. I don't I'm going to give you the number, and we're going to call it so people at home can hear. People at home who do not live in the New York metropolitan area can hear like what I an said. Italian pizzeria sounds like. What the hell is what a New York pizza sounds like? I'm going to give you the list. I think we should have ate before. Yeah. If they say, if they say just rattle off the order. Oh, and would you like to call John is shrugging his response? Dramatization. What? I'm the new guy. Yeah, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> <laughs> gonna get a gabagool pizza here. <laughs> Extra much. Give me some spaghetti. <laughs> and a side of focaccia. <laughs> and uh, forget about it. <laughs> so this is what happened. You'll call the guy. I'll call the guy. Yeah. I'll mouth to you what to get, and then you'll repeat it. Yeah, this is gonna be That's awesome. gonna go on camera. 
Okay, I'll try and make you laugh. Okay, what's the number? Uh, 201. Oh, 201. No, man, that's uh, 2224. Two, 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 what's a garbage pie? Oh, a- a- everything, special, everything. Special with an- you have to tell them with anchovies. Extra yes. Hey, yeah, can I order some pizzas to pick up, please? Okay, what would you like? I need two pepperoni pizzas. Mm-hmm. One regular pizza. One regular pizza, cheese pizza. Yep. Salt, one sausage, pepper. One sausage and pep, and one everything pepper pie. Sausage and pepper. Okay. And then one everything pie with extra anchovies. 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 And that's it. Okay, great. Thank you. So in the Midwest, when you order pizza, it's at least an hour. Yeah, five. Pizzas. That's amazing. <laughs> Fifteen minutes. I think he's. I think he's. He must be. It's at least thirty minutes. Oh, it's like when you order Chinese food; it's always five minutes. A podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Oh my god! Do you have any hate mail for Ethan? Oh, jeez. <laughs> Any anger? Or, or Ethan at Camerdactyl.com. Oh, oh no, we have one more letter. I'm sorry. Where's that letter? Oh, we have a lot of Where's letters. the all caps? Oh, it's going to be ready in one minute. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think he did it because he was angry. I think his keyboard was just no. broken. Because everything this about that letter is in caps. Well, you seem to calm. Give it to Mark to read. It starts yeah. out. Oh, okay. I'll read it. The, Come on, that's yelling at us. <clears throat> Dear so-called FPP. No, it doesn't say that. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> You've got a message from Carl Murek. It's pronounced Carl Murek. <laughs> the Flickr name is, what is Flickr? <laughs> Here's the message. Your podcast would get a lot more listens if you gave more information on the subjects discussed, <laughs> just list some key words. For example, like a M, Fomapan, film development, suggested first used film camera, etc. That's all it says. That's all it says? Love always. That's all it says. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> like even his email address is all in capital. Told you. He, that man's 90 years old. Maybe he's just so used to yelling at people, he just keeps his cap locked. Exactly. He's got to be from Jersey. That's an angry, nice Ethan, is that an angry letter? It doesn't seem angry. Uh, doesn't seem Those angry. are my notes it's on the back. Like, um, let me show you how, how sharp this lens is type of guy. Okay, well, if I read it as if it wasn't in caps. Yeah, good. <clears throat> hey, we've got a message here from Barry. Barry? Who? No, I haven't started watching Barry, John. Shut up. Oh, damn you. Your podcast would get a lot more listens if you gave more information on the subjects discussed. Just list some keywords. For example, like M. We have ever talked about that. Fomapan. We've never talked about that. <laughs> film development. Suggested first used film camera, etc. I suggest the Minolta X seven hundred. Okay, I but, but I see. I don't. I don't think yeah. the keywords are going to give us any more listens. No, it's true. It's, this is the podcast apocalypse. Everyone's podcasting. We got to like Snapchat and Instaface. Yeah, and yeah. My gram. Well, thank you, Barry. My Tinder, Grinder. Very appreciated. <laughs> Hey, we're going to go have pizza, and so should you. If you do not live in the New Jersey, New York area, 
go into your supermarket and buy what? What would eat you a burger? Yeah, what would yeah. you? <laughs> oh no, not from Five Guys. Elios. Oh, Elios in Tree Tavern. The screaming Sicilian. You know, if you go into Five Guys, get one burger, fries, and a drink that costs twenty-five dollars. Wait, before we finish. Oh, here we go. Not John, but did you all see Darren Riley's oh, my Instagram? God, yes. 15th, 16 pounds. 16 pounds and 18. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it is so... And what did you get? It's so messy. There's flies everywhere. Like you got to so dig for them and just to get you to your burger. You got to dig for your burger. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't. So... Didn't, I didn't even off. take my rubbish out. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he just left all his junk on the we'll table. We'll play this guy's for We'll play it for you a little bit. This is hysterical. Ethan, you're going to stick around, right? Yeah, if you'll have me. Okay, great. We seem to be... There's just... something called a garbage pie I'm interested <laughs> in. <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. <laughs> Perhaps this will be the last show. Maybe we've jumped, finally jumped the shark. Oh, maybe. <laughs> we did talk about film. Just been to Five Guys. Have you ever been? What the fuck? I didn't really pay much attention to the um, the prices as I was ordering. And I thought I'll treat myself. All right. So uh, I had burger, uh, and you get a lot of free toppings. Uh, fr- toppings are free. Ooh, fucking not. You're paying for it. I'm telling you. So I got that and regular fries and a drink. Uh, 16.70 What the fuck's that all about? Even that's got me on drink Standing there Waiting for him to just Fucking cook my dinner And Oh man what What's 16.70 for the One of the shittiest burgers I've ever had as well Absolutely rank it was Most of it ended up on the table Because burgers these days are that fucking big It should be like Give it an inch, two inches. I want to be able to pick my burger up.
This one thing. 